0: Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties Podcast. Free Press, Media Press, Inc., and Alternative Parties Books Publisher sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties Podcast. Stay friends. We have another exciting guest on the podcast like we always do. The organization is approval voting for San Antonio, a city very close to ours. We're in Austin. So welcome to the podcast, James.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: We are glad to have you. So if we can kindly get started by you giving us an introduction to yourself, a brief biographical sketch.
1: Okay, my name is James Holland. Um, I've, uh, since around the college years, I've been involved in uh, politics in various ways, uh, particularly with the Libertarian Party and the Liberty Movement. Um and through that over time being chair, vice chair, all the things in uh Bear County, which is the county of San Antonio, and uh being somewhat involved in the state party, <clears throat> uh you learn pretty quickly that uh the voting system is somewhat of a roadblock in that. So over the years learning about that and advocating for various alternative voting systems, I uh, came across approval voting and uh at that point uh I pretty much decided that's the way to go at this point and, and when that happened I formed a bit of an organization, it's more of a, a name and a movement to it, which is uh Approval voting Texas, approval voting San Antonio. And uh, since then, I've maintained uh, some organizational activities and I've advocated in certain ways. So that's kind of how I came through there. It's being an activist in a third party.
0: Oh, good. That's an interesting trajectory. We have a lot of people who we interview on the podcast. That are involved in nonpartisan reform organizations, also alternative parties. Some people do one, some people do the other, some people do both. So it's interesting. So how did that the two differ? The advocacy for in the nonpartisan approval voting activities versus the partisan libertarian party activities.
1: Uh, absolutely, I mean, it comes through there, but. Uh, you notice in San Antonio elections, most municipal elections here in Texas, they're non-partisan. So, but you also get more than two people running. And when that happens, there's problems that happen with just being able to vote for one. And, uh, sure. certainly see that for a San Antonio mayor and several of the San Antonio city council seats. And, I mean, you'll see it pretty much anywhere where they have three people running for the same position or more. Sure. So
0: audience is well-educated on voting things because most of our audience is involved in alternative parties in some way, shape, or form. Yet some people may not be familiar with approval voting. So kindly explain what it is and maybe how it differs from
1: other types of voting. Okay. There's... there's Several different alternative ways to vote. Approval voting is probably one of the simplest. It's certainly the easiest to implement with uh, current uh, voting software and the computers, of course, they use for the voting. Basically what approval voting is, is instead of, say, five people are running for a race, instead of using just one to vote for, you can vote for more than one. So say you like three of the candidates and you're okay with them, you you know, mark for three of them. Or, you know, say you just really only like one, you just want to vote for one and do it the same way as you've been doing it before, you can do that as well. It doesn't really hamper you from doing what you've been doing for years and years and years. So it's a very simple thing to implement. However, the power of it is extremely strong when you do that. Uh it's it's powerful both from the perspective of, you know, major party, major candidates uh and And certainly, from the point of view of a third party or a candidate that might have more difficulty trying to reach that major status, sure um one thing you'll notice is you're already starting to get a lot of talk about the uh democratic uh, candidate and of course Biden being reelected so the presidential race, and they're worried about third party runs that could potentially split the vote. Yeah, um, And that's only an issue because we don't have approval voting. Approval voting essentially fixes the vote splitting problem. If I was, say, didn't want Biden to be reelected, or it could be on the other side, didn't want Trump to be re- reelected, one of the best strategies you can do is simply run a candidate like them that is fairly popular and siphon away votes from them. You yeah spend, you know, a small amount of money doing that and have a bigger impact than spending all that money advocating for your candidate. And yep. that's just a flaw in the uh, old first-past-the-post vote-for-only-one voting system. Um, so that's the major issue, and that's that's always been the issue for, for third parties, and it's, it's very difficult to get through. But we're actually making some progress recently. Oh, good. What progress specifically? Uh, of course, I'm talking about more of a national context here. Okay. Uh, of course, with that, we've had some say major cities, pretty much cities that everyone's heard of, has actually started implementing the approval voting system. Okay. Uh, the first one, of course, is uh, Fargo, North Dakota. They are, they'll always be known as the first uh, city to implement approval voting. Awesome. So they get that, and they've been doing it for, I believe, two election cycles since uh, 2020. So they've okay. had two elections, I believe, and they really haven't had anyone with problems with it other than perhaps some people in the larger parties are trying to get rid of it, but that's always going to be the case. Sure. something that helps. You know, democracy do things it hasn't done in the past.
0: Yeah. So, Fargo didn't um, fall apart because they
1: implemented it? Uh, yeah, Fargo is not falling apart. It's doing quite well. Good. So, as far as the people that are using it, they're quite happy with it. And that's huh? really what matters.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, the other big town that just recently implemented it, I don't say it's been a year or two ago, is St. Louis, Missouri. Oh. So, you know, it's, it's a good size uh, city there. Yep. So city by city is starting to implement it, uh, and and you get the evidence of how well it works. So that's always the first argument, is like, okay, fine, you use it in a small organization, The you know, Libertarian Party uses it, the Green Party uses it, uh but you haven't really had it in a competitive, you know, election in a town for real seat mayor. House of Representatives, President but now now we have it in good sized cities proof that it can work just fine Okay
0: So I imagine as you go through this activism people object to what you're doing what are some of the arguments that people put against your efforts and how would you counter the arguments?
1: Uh, the arguments against it Usually it's not from someone that that knows voting systems particularly well. You can get two, one is, is, is from certain people. They just like the way they've been doing it before. For some reason, voting for more than one just seems unfair to them somehow. Like somehow there's uh gaming to the system that's happening. Hmm. But my argument to that is you're not taking into account the fact that just voting for one candidate is actually allows a lot of gaming system, like I suggested, the best way to uh, hurt a candidate from winning in the current voting for just one system is help a candidate that may not be doing too well, help them get ballot access. That's really the big thing that they do is they say, all right, we'll get them on the ballot, and they're going to get 5% of the vote, 10% of the vote and you can only vote for one of them, so the people that really like that person are going to take those votes away from the other. They call it taking their votes, really. They're expressing their opinion, so you're not taking anyone's vote, uh, but you basically split votes, and that's how you do it. You could run one, two, three candidates against them. The more you do that, the more percentage of votes you take away, the more you help the candidate that you like. So it allows for a lot of gaming system, and then a lot of worries, like, you know, this person's running, they're getting a lot of support, and I don't want them running. So you have, in this example, and it happens in Republican Party, too, Democrats hating some that actually has opinions that are quite similar to their own, just because they're not the exact same, they're running against them, and they're splitting that vote. So yeah. really, the gaming of the system, the, the unfairness is in the current. More else, there wouldn't be people like me. There wouldn't be people in Fargo and uh, well, there's Seattle there, too. St. Louis uh, that are in favor of these voting systems because it's perfect the way it was. Why would anyone care for a new system? Sure. Clearly not perfect. So, uh, they can't articulate why they don't think it. Like I said, it's just they don't feel right. It's like, there's one to win. Why would you vote for someone that you don't want to win? It's like, well, we all kind of know that, you know, uh, we're not in charge of how other people vote. Uh, so, you know, we kind of have a second choice. Even if we have a first choice, you know, there may be one that we like better than the other, if there's three choices. So yeah. with the approval voting fixes is you can vote for, it doesn't matter, let's say 10 people are running for an office. What What makes it work is, if you really didn't want someone to go in office, you could vote for all nine of the other candidates, and so that really balances the vote. So you have, you know, one vote for the candidate, and one vote that can completely counter is like anyone but that candidate. Yeah. And so you don't have that with uh, just vote only one. If you have two people running, yes, you have a vote for or a vote against. But if three people run, then it takes two people to counter the votes. the person you don't want because you have to vote for one you have to vote for the other so it's not a completely balanced system and you see that a lot with the mathematics uh, of it Uh, some other objections not really so much from that crowd it's really vague stuff there there's another crowd that you know there's alternative voting systems so voting may not be their favorite choice there you hear about ranked choice voting yeah instant runoff voting uh and there's just a ton of different ways of doing stuff. They start making it complex. They talk about open primaries and there are single primaries for everybody and proportional representation so once you start learning about these things uh I mean you could arrive at you prefer another voting system I mean the big alternates that I think most people in this way of doing it are generally for is going to be either the uh, ranked choice voting, which I believe they choose the instant runoff voting method every time on that. They just don't like calling it that. And uh, the other crowd is proportional representation. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a little bit more difficult in the American system. You have to pretty much change everything for that, so it's a little more difficult to implement. But, yeah, people say, I want proportional representation, but my second choice is instant runoff voting or single transferable vote, I may mention that system, or approval voting. So when you get into the weeds of things, it can get pretty complicated, but approval voting itself, which is one of the reasons I love it, is it's simple. You, know, yes. you can vote for one or more. You just, that's the only words you're changing on the ballots you're adding in, or more. And uh it's simple for everyone to understand. You just have to, you know, make a check on a person or fill in the, the ballot hole or essentially you're pressing a button on the computer these days. Um whereas uh those other systems are a lot more complicated. But split sure. voting fixes the problem. The main problem, vote splitting. Makes sense.
0: So you're talking about these different cities implementing Approval voting. So do you think the city by city local approach is the best strategy to get this spread far and
1: wide? Uh that's essentially why I went with uh, well, I live in San Antonio, so going with you know, approval voting San Antonio instead of like a national approval voting thing. Okay. It, one, the organizational things you gotta do for that are a lot more uh difficult. To manage. Um, There's also other people that have actually done something like that, so it's a little more difficult to coordinate with some of them. Uh, I have tried some of that, but also just think about the local approach. uh, I can't speak for other states. I know Texas very well. Um, Texas has the uh, home rule city system. So essentially, if you have a town of more than 5,000 people, you fall under a home rule town for the most part, and you can, you have the ability to implement the system uh, in a locality. And once you get enough cities that start doing this, then you already have your base of people that already understand it. And so, if you're able to, you know, start a movement to get it implemented in the state, you can do it from there. And that's really how the alternative voting systems have kind of worked in the past. Uh, of course, the two main ones have been, of course, the ranked choice voting, instant runoff voting. And, you know, they would start off in cities. There's San Francisco, I believe, Oakland, uh, Minneapolis. And eventually they got a state. I believe Maine in some of their elections now uses instant runoff voting. Yeah. Uh, so that's really got how you got to do it. You got to do grassroots and build it up. But okay. I mean, if you find a small enough town, if you get enough advocates, you really can make it happen in a city. Uh, just you just gotta have the energy and to to build up that organization. That's inspiring. That's good optimism. It can happen. It, I think it probably will happen as well.
0: Awesome. So, what activities are you doing to promote this cause? How are you advancing it and how are you spreading the message?
1: Okay, so right now, the you know, privilege voting San Antonio is more or less uh, dormant at this point. There's a lot more activism oh, no. going on a number of years ago there. Uh, actually, I pushed it, of course, in Austin you have the same situation where you have your main city and you have all the other municipalities that are probably in Travis County up there. Yep. Uh 10, 20 of them or so. So we have a number of those, and one of them was Live Oak. So at that time, uh, my friends and I, fellow advocates, we put together a very good-looking brochure, a trifold. We put the trifold in, I believe at that time we used newspaper bags uh, to put that in there, and we would hang it on doornails. And Live Oak has four voting precincts. If you don't know that, a voting precinct is the smallest size unit of a political unit. It's where basically everyone on Election Day goes to do their voting at the ballot box. It's a voting location, not for early voting, which is only a handful of locations. This is however many there are in Austin. Antonio, I want to say there's 770 or so uh, divisions of these voting precincts, but Live Oak has four essentially, and I don't think all of them are highly, like some of them are business districts. They don't have a whole bunch of people.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: there might have only been three that we had to block block. So I block walked the full precinct. Every, every house in that precinct got a door hanger. And at least it got enough to get a, a city council person interested in it. So I did get a call back from a city council person. We never actually ended up setting up a meeting to... uh explain that to the person but it goes to show that if you put the effort in a little bit of money a lot of uh a lot of steps a lot of walking uh it can it can make a difference and okay. there I they usually suggest the first way to do it is you know get the you know city council behind it if you can uh somehow get them to do it it's usually easier for them to vote on it and implement it but if that doesn't work and Lots of times people got elected with one system aren't in favor of changing it. Uh You can do the uh, ballot initiative drive and get it implemented that way Uh to get on the ballot and then have the people vote, so you have to persuade enough people to vote in favor of it. So that was my strategy back then was to find a fairly small town that we could handle with the small number of volunteers we had that were near – uh, San Antonio and get implemented there, and then they would be, of course, the first town to have implemented it. So at this point, they'd be the first in Texas, not the first in the country. Okay, okay. So that happened, and at that point, it fizzled out. Uh, things got busy. As, as is the case many times, you have a lot more time to deal with political matters back when you are in college and early in your career than later on when things really get rolling. So that's what happens to this organization.
0: Okay. Okay, maybe we have I, listeners out there who can reignite it.
1: Well, I hope so. That's why I'm keeping things going, hoping uh, to get someone like that to call up and try and get some of these uh, materials. Because essentially, I set it up of course, the big advocate for approval voting is the Center for Election Science. Okay. And they're fantastic at it. They have great materials, but they don't have the same name as actually getting it implemented as coming up as a separate organization just called Approval Voting. The oh. Center for Election Science, you know, they get in the depths there. There's all sorts of different voting systems that they uh mathematically evaluate. And do their science on, but basically they would say the best thing to do in this situation is approval voting. You gotta, you gotta transition it from the center to have its own organization with the name approval voting on it. So there's, there's materials that essentially slap on Austin, uh, or wherever you happen to live on it, and then you can use the same model and use it where you live. Start up your own group, okay. Oh, That's a good strategy so that that is the hope I'm I basically have the Facebook group still going. websites cost money, so uh, did we ever do one there? I don't think we ever necessarily did a website on it. We just stuck to Facebook okay on that one. so the hope is that someone carries on the torch,
0: okay. Oh, so if somebody somebody out there they want to do this, would the best way for them to go about it is to contact you through the Facebook page?
1: Uh yes. I'll suggest okay. that and then we can exchange emails, phone numbers needed and we can uh communicate that way.
0: Okay. All right, listeners, for those of you who want to do that type of activism, you can contact James. At the Facebook page, and I plan to put that in the show notes.
1: That would be good. All right. Very helpful. I appreciate it.
0: Sure thing. James, we thank you for sharing what you've been doing with approval voting and your experience with political activism.
1: All right. Again, thank you for having me on. I appreciate having the ability to talk about something I care about deeply.
0: Of course, that our pleasure. So, James, we wish you all the best in your activism, in your career, everything you do in your personal and professional life. And same to you. All right, take care and all the best.
1: All right, bye-bye.